Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Podcast. My name is Rohit. I'm Brian. Um, and quickly before we begin, we have a quick disclaimer for you guys. Uh, the views expressed in and throughout the Straight Up Podcast are strictly our own. Unless explicitly referenced, any references to specific people, places, things, or ideas are entirely coincidental. Straight Up intends to inform an audience by objective and subjective means, but we can never guarantee absolute objectivity. Our views now are not related to the views of any entity that we have been related to, are related to, and or will be related to. Yeah, so with that said, we can begin. And I know it's been a while since we've um, put out some content for you guys, but hopefully uh, this is some quality content, just like before, um, and we haven't missed, missed our step. Um, so with that, we brought on our second guest uh, with Straight Up, um, who is Miss Teresa Rusby, um, who is a mental health awareness advocate who has started her own amazing foundation and someone I've worked with very closely for the past few months. So, Ms. Rusby, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Yes. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. My name is Teresa Rusby, and I'm the executive director and founder of the LRJ Foundation. We have three chapters, one location in Pennsylvania, the state of Virginia, and here in Georgia, where we had the opportunity to connect with you guys. We um, are an educational organization for mental health, wellness, relationships, and suicide prevention, and we connect with schools in the community to bring our interactive programs um, on social-emotional learning um, and wellness and building healthy relationships. So I'm excited to connect and share our mission with you guys today. Yeah, we're Absolutely. excited to have you here. Thank I you. mean, these big organizations are what makes changes. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I've been able to work with Ms. Rusby uh, and the LRJ Foundation. We've been able to do some amazing webinars uh, for the city of Milton uh, specifically and kind of just, you know, spread that that unit that message of unity um, and community, I guess. So to start, um, you mentioned that you are the co-founder and or you're the founder, I guess, um, and director of the LRJ Foundation. So, like, do you mind just briefly, you know, touching up on what the LRJ Foundation is and what goals um, have you achieved and hope to achieve in the future as well? Yeah, absolutely. So our main uh, mission, you know, founded in 2012, was to change the conversation of mental health mm-hmm. um, in our schools, in our communities. We found a, a gap in uh, school education, um, particularly in the health classes where we started. Actually, my twin sister is a health um, education teacher and a gym teacher at a local high school in Pennsylvania. And she was looking through her health class curriculum and there was really no solid content on mental health education. There was a little bit on anxiety and depression and that was about it. Um, increasing, you know, anxiety and stresses and pressures in this world, you know, our well-being kind of matters. It's really important. So we wanted to increase um, the mental health education within our schools, support our teachers who have a lot on their plate and are doing some really great uh, work, you know, teaching academics and supporting, you know, our students but support them on uh, mental health education so they can better support their students, mm-hmm. support themselves um, on work-life balance and reducing stressors in their lives so they can be at their best. And in their communities, you know, sp- spreading that into the community. So we really wanted to create some programs um, really to increase our, our positive outlook on life, ways we can reduce stress. Uh, we started with just high school presentations and the need went to elementary and to middle schools. And they said, we would like to have you, you know, throughout all classes, not mm-hmm. just health classes. Mm-hmm. And then it spread to different agencies in the community. And here we are over 125 schools and agencies, you know, eight years later, educating over 50,000 uh, students, teachers wow. and adults. And the best part about that is that our services are needed now more than ever. Yeah. So, you know, connecting with great um, 
you know, people like yourselves who find this to be such a, an important topic because uh, we all go through things in our life and we all want to learn how we can better have conversations with our friends and family to form better relationships, to find more connection versus disconnection. Mm-hmm. And that's what LRJ is all about. It's about a bringing the light uh, to mental health education, knowing that this is something that we want to lean into and not stay away from. And how do we do that? You know, mm-hmm. we do that through, you know, um, positive inspiration, through engaging presentations, through connecting with the great people that say, you know what, this does matter. And I want to share and tell other people that they matter as well. And mm-hmm. just really kind of lighten up people's life when sometimes they feel, you know, they're kind of at their darkest moments. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's really important. I mean, the first thing I noticed she said is that there aren't enough health pro- or health programs that include mental health. And as I was thinking about that, you and I were both, I mean, you went to middle school and elementary and high school here, same yeah. with me. And there were, I've yet to take a course on mental health. Yeah, like, exactly. And I've taken a lot of courses. And even in our health classes throughout our three years in middle school, um, I don't think like mental health was mentioned once. Yeah, they the only time I remember them talking about mental health is like maybe like addiction from like the drugs you right. did. But yeah. besides that, it's really not mentioned, which yeah. kind of makes me realize how big the gap is in, yeah. in our system. Yeah, and I'm glad you you said that and recognize that. And what it's amazing is that you know now we're currently working with those middle schools that mm-hmm. you guys have gone to mm-hmm. and feeding that into the high school. And it's because it's becoming that importance mm-hmm. that where we felt is that. Yes, we can educate high school students on drug and substance use, mental health Mm -hmm. education, the importance of recognizing the stresses in our lives and how to manage that, Mm -hmm. how to reach out to help when we need to, not to be afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. But what if we did that five years before high school? Mm -hmm. When you really can lay that foundation down, you know, think about if you have younger brothers or sisters or your friends that have younger brothers or sisters right now, you know, coming out of elementary school and going to middle school. You think back, I think back to those times, middle school is hard. It's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're growing up, you're going through a lot of changes. You're starting to have different relationships, dating relationships, mm-hmm. friendships. You're experiencing bullying. You're not sure how to, you know, your confidence and self-esteem issues and, you know, things like that. I know, you know, Rohit, you talk a lot about that, which is really amazing. Um, all this stuff needs to happen, mm-hmm. you know, younger and younger these days. The education yeah. needs to be started on mental health and taking care of ourselves recognizing emotions and feelings from elementary school, very heavy into middle school. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to high school and you guys are taking college classes and and really on such a fast-paced, busy life and managing so much, managing things in our life comes with stress and pressures. And that if we don't balance it well, it becomes overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then once we become overwhelmed, we can't be as effective in yeah. what we want to do and have those goals and, and hit those benchmarks that we want to do. So let's avoid that altogether and let's start early as possible and yeah. lay down the foundation. And I think you guys are such an amazing position and have such a great voice you know, with this podcast and role models for your youth that it's so important that they hear from you. They look up to you guys. They really mm-hmm. do. And they will see, wow. You know, these 18-year-olds, are they're doing these great things. They're talking about all these important topics. And I want to have that confidence. I want to have that self-esteem. How do I do that? And if you guys express you do that through finding balance and setting boundaries and managing your stress levels and reaching out for support, whether it's to a teacher, to your parent or a friend, when you're not feeling so great, you know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed out today and I don't know why I'm feeling this way, mm-hmm. you know, and just talking about real life stuff. That can change, you know, middle schoolers whole day around. It can maybe even change their life or save their life. You just never know the impact we can have. And I think, 
you using your voice to make that change is is why I, you know, as a part of the LRJ Foundation, want to expand mm-hmm. um, our area of connection, which is we work with teachers and parents um, all the time. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, since I recently, you know, worked with Rohit for the webinar, um, I want to connect with um, more young adults. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are in the mix. You just came from this experience, you know, several years ago of going through some of these things. You're saying there's a lack of education in the middle mm-hmm. school programs. Well, how can we change that? Yeah. You know, I really appreciate you saying that in organizations like us, it's different and here to make that change. Um, I think, you know, the truth behind that is that we can make this change together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like for those high schoolers, you know, obviously um, it, it, it takes time and effort uh, to get to a position of outreach that like you and the LRJ Foundation have um, across the states and have been able to reach tens of thousands of students and, and adults as well. So like for High schoolers that, you know, kind of saw what Brian saw and, and saw that, that there is a lot of mental health education. What advice do you have for them to kind of allow them to take matters into their own hands and do as much as they can to make change um, for their community? Yeah, you know, I think that it's, um, you know, I like to take things back down to the basics, mm-hmm. you know, and just um, do something. Mm-hmm. You know, anything we say matters, you know, speaking up and recognizing if you have, I think everyone um, has this you know, innate intuition for things that they feel is wrong or they feel is yeah. right. You know, mm-hmm. I think everyone needs to pay more attention to that mm-hmm. and, and go with that, you know, go with those feelings inside and, and those feelings matter. And we yeah. express those feelings and, you know, for, for teens to, you know, kind of take their feelings, you know, into their own hands. It's their responsibility to share with someone when things are not going very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we all can't be mind readers. You know, adults, we don't know exactly what's going on on the inside unless you tell us. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can feel like it's hard to share or to um, as if maybe there's something wrong with you or, you know, you're prideful to not to share something that's going on inside because you're going to look down, you know, be looked down upon. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, more yeah. than anything, it's if I was to share with you that, you know, I've, I've gone through anxiety in different parts of my life and, you know, there's times that I've been depressed and I don't know why more than likely the response back I would get was like, you know, you know, I, I felt like that too. Mm-hmm. I, I've absolutely felt like that in a time of life because who hasn't felt like that at some mm-hmm. point yeah. in their life? You know, life doesn't, you know, go on a straight path. You know, there's the mountains, there's the valleys, there's the detours, there's the, you know, the oceans, there's the waves crashing. And then, you know, it's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And we have mm-hmm. to understand that, you know, what we go through um, in teens, what they go through it is a lot more these days than any other adult had to go through when they were a teen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what you're experiencing right now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let alone before this pandemic, like that put the icing on the cake for you guys, yeah. I think. Oh, is, man. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, it's a completely change of life, but just everything, you know, from life being, um, you know, coded in social media you're exposed and involved in all areas there's nothing private really in your lives is there there's really not it seems like everyone's kind of knows everyone's business Mm -hmm. um i think that's where it comes to is that i think a lot of teens 
need to become very just in control, like I mentioned, of their emotions, but also very confident and dominant in their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And share with someone, if they're uncomfortable in a certain situation or talking about something, make that known. If they need certain space from people, whether it's a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or if it's a friend, that's just not good for their mental health, make that known. Mm -hmm. We need to be more, you know, out about what serves us and what doesn't serve us mm -hmm. because that really matters. Because mm -hmm. if we're just sucking it all in and taking all the hits all the time, that means we're not 100% in our life and what we want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. we're constantly serving other people. Yeah. And that's not fair. I think too yeah. many times we don't put up enough boundaries mm -hmm. and that's just literally respecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we have the right to do that. And I think teens should set those boundaries with themselves, um, know themselves. And if they have a hard time finding themselves, do the steps it takes to find who you are yeah. and what you want and what is meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to do that, you know, um, whether it's, you know, um, really just seeking out a lot of self-development, um, surrounding yourself with good people that are, you know, uplifting and positive and, and have good goals in mind and, and high projections. And, you know, I always say to myself too, I, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. You know, you're not growing that way. Yeah, you're not yeah. achieving higher things. Definitely. So um, if you're on the same path and you're kind of stuck, get off and go somewhere different. Find mm -hmm. things that serve you. You'll meet new people that way. You'll find things and fall in love with maybe new, you know, habits or hobbies that you never thought that you would do before. But just to explore and for teens to really kind of step outside their box and not be afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that's just some great pieces of advice that a lot of us can take in. I know um, for me, like I look towards college as like a way of just exploring things um, because I, you know, haven't had my life figured out as, as most people haven't either. Um, so I think that is something that we can all look towards and, you know, start now is that, you know, state of exploration. Yeah. Um, and like you talked about, yeah, Brian. Oh, I was going to say um, you talked about how teens have a lot more to deal with and that can lead to a lot of additional stress and anxiety mm -hmm. and, and all of that but i was wondering there, it's not a trend nowadays but there is a definitely kind of like when people have like one extra test that they didn't prepare for and then they just go i'm depressed you, you, oh, i think no. you know what i mean yeah so where would you draw <laughs> as an expert where would you draw the line between somebody kind of i don't want to say overplaying because it's not always that yeah but the number of rising uh instances of that where would you draw the line and be like this is a problem yeah i i know what you're saying mm -hmm. and i find that very relatable you know because there's a lot of words that can be twisted um and i think we need to be it's a really great point brian that you brought up because um we have to be sensitive to those words because we mm -hmm. have to always think that you may be using it as a joke or to get a laugh or to be funny and, or be sarcastic. And that's okay sometimes if you're on the right people, but you never know who you're around yeah. that actually is yep. experiencing something severe. They are going through depression. They may have clinical depression. They're taking you know medication for it. They've seen a therapist, which is completely fine and normal, but they're doing what it takes and they're working mm. so hard every day to manage their depression. And you just go out and say, oh, I just took this test and I'm, I'm just, uh, now, I'm, now I'm depressed or, you know, mm. You know, I'm just, you know, whatever, just throw around words that, you know, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, you know, hurt myself today because of something, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes people have, you know, serious thoughts of these things and we say it as a joke mm -hmm. and it, we have to be sensitive, you yeah. know, to those things like that. And to be honest, if that was said in my presence, I would 
asked to speak with you and say, hey, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to speak any further? Any mandated reporter, like a teacher or an administrator, Mm -hmm. we're we're supposed to do the same thing. Uh And that is to be taken serious because in, in my profession, if someone claims that they are, you know, in a bad place emotionally, um, in a place to hurt themselves, you know, self-harm wise, you know, we take that serious. Mm. And that's something not to joke around about because you never know who's around you that may be experiencing, you know, hardships in their life. And that really is the reality. You're mm-hmm. using it as a joke and sar- sarcasm, but in someone's world, that can be their every day. Mm-hmm. They are depressed every day and they don't yeah. know how to get out of it. And you're laughing about it. That just made them go further down mm-hmm. the whole, uh, a bad route. You mm-hmm. know, it, it made them completely, you know, just just fold inside and feel like what they're going through is wrong. And being and, yeah, almost. and it's yeah. and it's and it's completely not wrong what they're going through. Um, they're just not sure how to get the hope for it. Yeah. But um, I'm glad you said that. I think we have to be mindful of our words, mm-hmm. not to throw things out there. There's so many other words we can use yeah. when yeah. it comes to you know throwing things out there about um, you know our feelings and our emotions. But we have to remember is that. Our feelings and emotions and connecting our feelings and emotions to words. Like just like we would say, we talk about this in presentations all the time. You don't walk around and say, I'm anxiety. Mm-hmm. You, people say, I'm, I'm experiencing anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. you are not your illness. You are not your, you know, um, condition. Yeah. So why throw that out there like it's nothing? Because anxiety is real. Depression is real. Like people that go through, you know, bipolar and schizophrenia, like some severe stuff. You don't say, I'm bipolar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I experience bipolar, yeah. you know, so if we go out there and say, you know, some of these defiant statements that I'm, you know, oh, just so depressed all the time or just, you know, gosh, this is depressing and things like that. You have to think that's an, connected to an emotion. It's connected yeah. to a feeling behind that. And what are human beings? Yeah, they're full of feelings and emotions. Uh-huh. So we don't know who around us is, is feeling that way. And I think it's so important that all of us, you know, this this reminds me of another educational point that we talk about, which is empathy. You know, it's, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and us just having this awareness, this self-awareness of compassion and compare for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to really, you know, remember that um, someone out there is always going through something worse than us. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. to keep that in mind. And we don't know that you at this time, I can be going through a heck of a lot right now and you may not know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think and, and you may go through something really hard right now. And that may be your low point. Um, and you hope someone next to you is thinking, wow, I'm going through something hard right now. But Brian may be going through something worse. So I'm just going to give it a little extra mm-hmm. of compassion and empathy because you never know when someone may need it. You just may be that light in someone's day because you have no idea what people go through. So we always have to keep in mind, I think it's our responsibility as citizens, as students, as, uh, you know, adults and teachers, as human beings, that we are always compassionate and we're showing empathy because we never know what someone's going through and how amazing would that feel? Mm -hmm. You know, that if we show an act of kindness not knowing what someone's go through or given, you know, smile at someone going down the hallway. You may not mm-hmm. know who they are and that just changed their day. Yeah. You know, that's, we always have to think, you know, how can I make someone's day better? Yeah. You know, after I lost my brother, um, I, I always said to myself, you know, I'm going to wake up every single day 
and do something to impact someone's life. Mm-hmm. It could be the smallest act, the largest change. I don't know, but I'm going to do something towards someone, for someone, and it may touch their lives in the smallest way or the largest way, but we all have the ability to do that. And mm-hmm. um, I love that you mentioned that, Brian, because what that is, is just recognizing, you know, what people are going through and, and us recognizing uh, what we say and that our words have power. Yeah. And that if we can control that, let's control it. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think two takeaways that I kind of got from that were, I think students should be focusing on one, just educating themselves on what these terms mean and like how um, the weight that they carry when like, I think people just kind of throw them around, just as you mentioned, um, after like taking a test or something, I think it's important for us to be uh, more educated on how important these uh, topics and these words that they're using are and um, how widespread they, they, they become, I guess. And I guess the second thing um, that's equally, if not more importantly, is just being aware and being self-aware um, of not only yourself and the things that you do and say, um, but also others around you and um, how your you know words and actions are impacting others. And you want to make sure that you're doing, uh, you're making that that impact in the most positive way possible at all times. Because at the end of the day, like um, our actions and words have so much more influence on others than we realize. Um, and I think that's something that we all need to kind of take into account and um, carry that forward uh, so that we're, we're speaking in a more positive manner um, as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess something else. Let's see. Uh, I mean, so we have uh, like questions pre-drafted, but I feel like a lot of them are being answered. And yeah. I do have yeah. another question, so I'm probably, I mean, I'll just ask that. Yeah, go ahead. So there are barriers nowadays, and, and I guess this is more, I don't know if this is like a just a guy thing, but sometimes guys will be like, yo, just toughen up. Yeah, is that called toxic masculinity? I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think but so. it's like yeah. it's like when um, like a girl leaves a guy and they're like, "Bro, come on, like yeah. don't 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 be like that." You yeah. Know? How do you? What, what's your take on 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 that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And you're right that that term is out there. Um, you know, toxic masculinity, um, toxic positivity. These things exist, and they're really. Um, devastating to kind of society i think because you know men are allowed to have emotions men are allowed to cry it's totally fine no we you guys are human beings and it's fine i think it's um i love when i have a conversation with with men and they open up and talk about things um and share the feelings to be honest that's that's more connecting and disconnecting you know when you just oh you know bro just you know whatever forget about that like all that stuff which i know is common how close did that bring you and your friend together it shut it down completely so your friend did not even recognize the breakup you just had what you're going through right now how you're feeling it basically closed off the conversation so again going back to the empathy piece it's not leaning in and saying hey i don't know what you're going through right now, I can't imagine how that feels, but I'm here for you. If mm-hmm. there's anything you need to talk about, you know, let me know. That's opening up the door now and, and forming more of a trusting relationship with your friends. Um, I think it's too, it's different in different cultures as well, you know, where it's it's just, you know, this doesn't exist. You're supposed to just, mm-hmm. you know, close the door, move forward, pretend it didn't happen. When we close the door to, you know, emotions and feelings that were never resolved, 
guess what happens? Down the road, they somewhat open back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to open up back in your life. And this is, you know, not considered this is a trauma, but, you know, looking at more of you know, serious conditions, um, it always comes back. If mm-hmm. a, just a normal conflict is a problem, if it's not resolved, it's going to come back up, you know, mm-hmm. they say, and haunt you down the road. Yeah. But it's it's always best to kind of, get things out there, talk about it. Because like we said this before, there's nothing you're going to say and share as a, as a man that no one else has gone through before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, other guys have gone through these things before they will go through them before. And maybe you've shared something and you've just, you know, enlightened someone on something that they may go through. And now you guys are having a conversation. It's building relationships. Um, you're allowed to open up and share these feelings. And two, it allows other, you know, men to, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Now they don't feel so ashamed or, you know, their pride's at, you know, risk to open up and talk about something because they hear you doing it. Mm-hmm. Now when they come into a situation, they know it's okay to do that. Again, it's normalizing reality. We all go through things in our lives and I don't care who you are, you know, male, female, um, what race and culture, um, it's all the same. No. It all feels the same. And to to understand that Whatever you're going through is okay. It's it's accepted, and that emotions and, and feelings are real, yeah. and you have the right to talk about this. And it, it is actually more encouraging and more, um, you know, looked upon when people do express those things than shun it because mm-hmm. they everyone can sense that. You know, yeah. when you see guys that don't approach this, you know, puff up their chest and walk <laughs> out the room like they got this life. You know, everything's amazing. We know you're not, yeah. you know, so it puts on this facade, you know, and then other women too, like, I don't think that's very attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not compelling to me to see someone just, you know, walk out of something that's unresolved, you know, to sit down, to talk about it, to find solutions, to have a conversation, you know, that's connecting, that's building, you know, friendships and, and showing support. And it's just reality. And mm-hmm. I think that that shows so much for a guy. To me, that's more strength. Um, when they put themselves out there and say, Hey, you know, this didn't go in my favor. Yeah, it sucks, but how do I fix it? Cause I want to become better. Yeah. Like that to me is, 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 is really amazing. Yeah. And I think you mentioned like the importance of open communication, um, not between like, not only just between guys, but just with anyone in general. I think that's a big thing is just being able to develop that avenue of open communication. Cause I think that is such an important way to be able to discuss and like solve these problems. So like, do you think that there's ever a line of over communication where like maybe if I'm talking to my friend mm. who I, you know, I, I might think that like they may or may not be um, involved in some mental health issues. Like, is there a line that I can cross where, you know, I might be like forcing these like thoughts upon them and I'm like forcing them to share this information with me. Right. Um, that, that's a good point too, because, you know, sometimes we care too much mm-hmm. and we want to help so bad that we, we feel like we have to keep going and keep going until we get them to say what we want them to say. But there is that line. And I think we do have to be very cautious of that. You know, we have to go in softly. You know, we just say something. Sometimes we say the best thing to say is nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Because all they really need to know is that you're there for them. And when mm-hmm. they're ready to open up and talk, they know that you're there. Because mm-hmm. you've kind of put those signals out there already. Yeah. Um, this can be a very sensitive topic, you know. And it can be something that someone is so ready to share and they're itching on the inside to get it out but they just haven't found that trusting person to do that yet Mm -hmm. if you come in slight you know softly you come in gently and just you're constantly giving those moments you know you're you're saying something you know you're constantly doing the check-ins 
you're sending the texts, you're, you know, going out of your way when you see them at school or, um, you know, if you're not at school and you're virtual, you're just, you know, you're trying to connect with them somewhere. Hey, let's jump on a Zoom call. I want to just, you know, let's just chat for a few minutes. I haven't seen you in a while. Mm-hmm. You're making the effort, you know, because you you think something's wrong. You know, something maybe, you know, maybe you saw a cool article or a cool quote and you send it to them. You don't say anything. You just send it. Mm-hmm. It's those small, you know, consistent efforts mm-hmm. that you're showing someone that you care. Yeah. So, um, Unless it gets to the point where they definitely say to you, you know, something, you know, alarming that you're like, oh, I have to share this with someone. I have to, you know, reach out to their parent because I'm really concerned about them. I should show this to the school counselor because I'm afraid, you know, for their safety or something like that. That's a different story where you can really go in hard. Um, And that's, I mean, there's text lines. There's 1-800 call line, so the National Suicide mm-hmm. Prevention Line, for mm-hmm. example, George's GCAL line. There's so many resources that you can send to, hey, these counselors are here for you. Reach out, you know, send them a text. It's anonymous. Um, you know, give it a chance. Let me know how it goes. Again, you're going in softly. Unless you have to go, you know, then you can reach out to say one of your school counselors, reach out to an educational organization, you know, like us to help with a counselor to really come in for reinforcement. But we say this to parents, we say this to teachers, and I want to say this to teens, is that you don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. But what I will say is that I'll find the answer for you. I'll get the support, you know, with you. I'll take you to someone that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing we can do for someone that is going through a lot, managing a lot of emotions and stress, and really feels like they're really kind of in a dark place it's just those consistent efforts to show that you care until you have to do something more. And then you can reach out to someone that is a professional to say, hey, I've gotten to this point with my friend that I've done all I can do. I am concerned for them. Yeah. How could I help them to the next steps? And mm-hmm. there's um, there's more support at that point. But I think you know what you're referring to is just coming in and helping them before it gets too far. Yeah, absolutely. And then when it gets too far, you'll know when it gets too far. You, mm-hmm. You'll you'll kind of sense it and feel it. Mm-hmm. And but if you're doing all those those steps beforehand and just constantly being there, again, it's us being responsible as a friend, as a citizen, as a you know, as a human being to be there for others when they need it the most because we want that when we are. We're, you know, mm-hmm. there's times where we're not at our at our greatest. And mm-hmm. it goes in in chapters, right? And yeah. there's times we're at you know the most amazing peaks of our lives, um, but the, the periods that we get you know to be a little bit down and unsure, that's when those you know like like us right now who feel like we have it all together and we're in a good place, that's mm-hmm. when we got to jump in and help our friends that are not doing so well. Yeah. Do you have like anything? I have one last topic, but Go I want to save that for the end. So I don't have anything else. Okay. Um, this. This topic is a more sensitive topic, um, so it's like a content slash trigger warning. So if you guys are, um, we'll be talking, as long as you're comfortable with us, we'll be talking about um, suicide and drug abuse. Uh, if, if this is a sensitive topic for you, then we recommend that you stop listening. Um, and if you do, then we hope you enjoy this episode so far. Um, but in that, in, you know, speaking on top of that, I guess a big thing that is definitely a sensitive topic for a lot of high schoolers specifically is the idea of like suicide prevention and substance abuse, mm-hmm. um, given that October is National Substance Abuse Prevention Month. Um, this is definitely like a pressing and important issue. Um, and given your experience as well, you know, working and speaking on topics like these. So like what advice do you have for um, high schoolers that or you know, just anyone that may be involved in, in issues like these or um, may have a friend or family member that's involved in, in, in issues like these? 
what advice do you have um, that can help combat and find the help that's necessary to overcome these challenges? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's definitely uh, an area that, you know, has a lot of influence on our lives it, during the high school years. Um, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations um, to kind of try something new or experience different things or be involved and or used as a, a coping mechanism sometimes mm-hmm. um, for whatever it is we're going through. And what we have to, to realize is that whether it's, um, you know, uh, drugs, whether it's substance use, everything that we ingest um, into our body affects our whole brain. Yeah. It changes the whole, you know, mechanism of the way our brain operates. You know, one of our counselors says it's the best. It's mission control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it literally is the, you know, it controls our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors. All of a sudden, you add something to the mix that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. You just disrupted mission control. Mm. So go ahead and try to drive your vehicle safely from point A to point B. Go ahead and try to have a healthy relationship with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Go ahead and try to ace that math test that you've been studying so hard for. Um, get through your college applications while using drugs and substance abuse. Let's see how that works for you. Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is it's not going to work for you mm-hmm. yeah. because you just changed mission, mission control. You've been working your whole life and your parents have been working so hard to get you to a place where, you know, you can literally destroy that with mm-hmm. a few, you know, doses of, you know, illicit drug use with a couple weeks Yes, and then you stop using it. People get into recovery. Okay, awesome. They stop. They're on a better path. But the harmful effects you just did down the road don't change. It affects years down the road. Mm -hmm. So that moment, those couple weeks, or that one-time use that you thought of drinking or using, you know, drugs to get you through something or just to, you know, say you did it or, you know, be that, you know, you know, cool person at the party, mm-hmm. um, y- you're you're disrupting mission control, yeah. and that is seriously going to have major effects on other aspects of your life. And I'm telling you right now, um, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's really not worth it. We have one opportunity in this life to do really great things. Yeah. Um, this life gives us great opportunities, great people, great things, and we have the opportunity to reach for that. Or we have the opportunity to choose differently. Mm. It's all a choice. Yeah. So when it comes to this is that we can literally choose the path we want to be on for success, for best mental health, or we can choose not. And we have to just become, again, this is all about being more educated. Mm-hmm. Have an understanding that what we want now or what we want later is more important. Yeah. So we always have to think is what we want later. And because sometimes right now in the moment, we make really silly choices. And then I mm-hmm. can say I've done the same thing. Um, but sometimes our urge for the want for now, you know, kind of overtakes what can be really great later on. And we have to yeah. constantly keep that end in mind. And is it worth it? And mm-hmm. we always have to stop whenever we're going to get involved in something or do something. Is it worth it? And usually the answer when it comes to drugs and alcohol is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that's a really important thing to keep in mind. And um, do you have any anything else? No, I just wanted to point out, like, the whole drug thing is, like, instant gratification. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, if you get high, you get high for, like, maybe a few hours. And then it's over. You yeah. Know? I, think, and I think chasing instant gratification, you know how they, they taught us chasing the high will lead to depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that really is true. 
Yeah. And I think not only does that mindset of chasing instant gratification versus like long-term benefits apply to this, but just in life in general, I think it's important to look at the big picture sometimes and, and take a step back and see, does this immediate action and these immediate benefits, will that, you know, stay the same and will there still be benefits in the future? And um, with something like substance abuse, I think, you know, in almost all cases, that answer is no. Um, yeah. Do you have any closing words, uh, Ms. Rusby? I think this is a little, little bit longer than expected, <laughs> but I think that's totally fine. We were able to cover a lot of important yeah. Um, topics. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I want to thank you guys for bringing these important topics, you know, to the forefront. I think these are things that constantly run through our heads as adults, as, you know, you guys, as, you know, young adults and teenagers, that this is important to talk about. Um, and that we need to express our feelings and emotions. We need to reach out for help. We're not feeling so great. We need to find those avenues and just learn and become educated. You know, we have a lot of great opportunities. We're surrounded by, you know, a lot of great people. Um, and we need to turn into those healthy relationships and those healthy habits, healthy behaviors, and um, stay away from things that don't serve us. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, that's been some um, amazing advice that I've given to a lot of young adults and I use it for myself and mm-hmm. it's, it's more fulfilling than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, it keeps me such in a very positive, you know, connecting place and allows me to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, thank you so much for your time. as well. yes. We really thank appreciate you your words of wisdom. Um, if you guys are interested in uh, advocating for mental health and just kind of exploring this, this realm, uh, check out the LRJ foundation on Instagram at LRJ foundation. Um, in that case, Brian, are you good? Anything? Yep. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for your time, for listening in. We hope you enjoyed. And until next time. Bye.